Join Sarah Weiss in the infinite field of energetic aliveness and heart-centered wisdom. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. Welcome to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. I'm Sarah Weiss, your host, and today I have my good friend, astrologer and dream interpreter, Carol Cummings. Carol was interviewed earlier this year and gave her interpretation of what was going to be happening for the third quarter of the year. And now we have her on to give us her interpretation of the last quarter of the year. And as we head into the solstice, I understand that we are heading into quite an exciting time, interesting time. Well, we'll let Carol tell us. Welcome, Carol. I'm so happy to have you back on the Earth Love Spirit podcast. Everyone's looking forward to hearing from you again. So good to be here. It is. So how would you like to start? Uh, We're going to give an astrological interpretation of the end from now to the end of the year and what's coming in 2021. So do you want to just plow right in there? I do. I'd love to start with really what's going on today. It's at a peak today. Um, But, you know, it's for this remaining of this month with Jupiter conjuncting Pluto. I really believe that Jupiter being about justice and law, that and Pluto being about power and powerlessness. I believe that we're going to see justice firsthand. Uh, That's, you know, that's my hope. That's my belief. Um, We haven't had this transit in a number of years. It's time. It's in the signs of Capricorn. And that is realistic, stable, solid, and it builds a foundation. So I am hopeful that at this time, in this latter part of November, that we will move forward with this justice in this sense of power that justice prevails. The big news, the really big news, is the solstice of 2020, which will be on December 21st. So, of course, this is the Eastern star, the Christmas star, um, and it is portending the beginning of a new cycle, a new cycle for Earth. This has not been seen for 615 years. (laughs) So we're talking about the 1400s, right? We call it the Great Conjunction. And even back 615 years ago in 1405, it wasn't exactly at zero, zero degrees Aquarius as it will be on December 21st of 2020. It was close, but it wasn't at zero, zero degrees. So I wanted to give you a little background of what zero zero degrees means Mm. in each of the 360 
Greece around the sun has a meaning. And there have been books written. <laughs> Imagine that. Somebody giving a meaning for each one of those degrees. Well, I have three of those books in my library. So I thought, wow, what does zero degrees of Aquarius mean? Well, Linda Hill, in her book, The Sabian Symbols, um, gives her meaning as this, and I'm quoting. Sometimes it's easy to assume that one's beliefs are right, that others need to be shown the real truth. The real truth to be remembered is that relating is not about control, but acceptance and reverence of each person's divinity. So you may find yourself on either side of the issue, withdrawing into spiritual retreat in natural surroundings. That is her beautiful interpretation. I love it. It seems relevant. And then I have another interpretation uh, from, in a completely different perspective, from Dane Rudyard's book, The Astrology of Personality. And he says, it's mastery of man over environment while becoming an integral part of it. The recognition of established values. And finally, the last interpretation by Harold Hayson, Astrological Degrees of Life, suggests the following. He says, this degree calls for total independence. Any restriction on ideas and lifestyle seems like being locked in a prison. It creates a warlike attitude until there's freedom. So, you know, you've heard all about this. You've all agree that, you know, a person's relationship to their environment are a lot about their own choices, right? This suggests a spiritual perspective, while another offers more of a mental mastery. But I think the third one demands some sort of physical solution. In the early 1400s, the last time we saw this Christmas star or the Eastern star, the reason it was so noticeable is that it's actually three planets, okay? It's not just one. <laughs> so we have Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and it appears as a big giant star. We will be able to see it in the sky. So don't miss that, it will be wonderful. But let's give this some um, flesh, if you will. In the early 1400s, this is when Europe began to recover and it started springing forward, you know, after that horrible devastation by plague and by war. So it really was the beginning of the early Renaissance period. And I like to think that that's what we're headed for this new renaissance, okay, that we're going to leave behind the virus, you know, also known as the plague. Um, philosophy began to change. It started lessening its focus on the abstract. 
and the economy change for the middle class. This is relevant to right now. This is relevant to our world in 2020 and 2021. I think most notable was probably you know, all of the fine art and the music that we started seeing in the early 1400s. And really, every day life took on a new momentum. And I hope that that's what's going to happen to us, that that's the choice that we will make. You know, back then in the 1400s, there was more of an opportunity for education because books began to be available, right? So. I believe that we are going to increase our education. I'm really a person that's interested in history and what it has to teach us. You know, are we going to decide to recover and spring forward? I hope so, right? I think each astrological event is about a potential that's available and we get to choose how we want to experience it. So Saturn is involved, right? So Saturn is the old, it's the crone, it's the elder, it's the establishment. And Saturn can represent the death of the old king, whereas Jupiter representing royalty can represent the reign of the new king. Oh, Jupiter is the great benevolent one, all about God and guru and the sign of justice in courts of law and judges and freedom and opportunity and abundance and expansion. It's one of those good fortune planets. So it, it does rule the justice system and education as well as religion. And when it's really nicely aspected, it brings us cheerfulness and optimism. But when it's dealt with from the shadow side, it can bring injustice, prejudice, judgment, arrogance, fanaticism, extremes, bigotry. It's our choice based on our consciousness, how we want to experience this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on the solstice. The Saturn part of this is known as the great malevolent. It's critical, it's serious, it's conservative, it's resistant change. It's the old order, it's austerity, it's rules, it's regulations, it's limitations, it's restrictions, it's obstacles. Doesn't sound good. I mean, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It can be difficulties. It rules government, authority figures, bosses. But from the light, it can bring success, attainment, achievement, and all of that through hard work, discipline, and patience. But when it's from the shadow side, it's the need for total control. It's dictatorship, it's autocratic, it's dogmatic, and it's tyrannical. So how do energies of these two planets 
united, which is the meaning of a conjunction, in Aquarius blend, right? I mean, Aquarius is science, it's vision, it's renovation, it's it's care of the of humanity, it's very so sober, it's intelligent. I love the idea of Jupiter and Saturn coming from the light places that I mentioned, uniting in this wonderful sign of Aquarius. Obviously, you know, we're in the age of Aquarius. It all depends on our consciousness and our choices. The stars foretell, but they don't compel. Right? They're not forcing us to do anything. It's our choice. Again, I'm asking, what will you choose? Right? This is the end of a 200-year cycle of these conjunctions happening in earth signs. And now we're shifting into the element of air. It begins with this Aquarius, the arena of change and new thinking and cutting edge technology and innovation and artificial intelligence and space exploration. And hey, maybe we're even gonna meet our space brothers and sisters over time. Mm. Wouldn't that be nice? Okay. Oh, right. We have something to look forward to. And then, you know, and I, I know a lot of people know they've heard about 2021 and some of the important squares that are going to end up a conjuncting Uranus in Taurus. It, it's going to be happening over the next two years, basically until... Um, December 18th of 2023. So you're in Taurus, you know, it hasn't been there since World War II. Um, it indicates strife and conflict. It's like the last remnants of the old powers trying to desperately alt progress. Okay, so there will continue to be rebellion until there is justice and freedom from all for all aquarius is the brotherhood of man it's equality my big concern when i was looking at what's coming up for inauguration day january 20th 2021 again because i am involved in history I saw, uh, actually it was a Friday morning, and I thought, you know, I've done all these different charts. Why don't I look at Inauguration Day? So I had my computer in the dining room, lots of light, and I was all excited, and the screen came up, and I went, oh! and it took my breath away. In fact, my dog looked at me like, uh-oh, what's wrong? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Uh, he reacts like that we say oh no <laughs> anyways my initial reaction was oh dear it looked like civil war and it was a Friday morning as I say and I poured over it and I started looking into history and I went oh boy Mars 
the ruler of Aries, exactly unite with Uranus. It's like Mars is fire and Uranus is uranium. And what do you get when you mix those two? Well, you get an explosion. And, you know, we have not had Mars conjunct Uranus in Taurus since 1936. In fact, the very first time we had this conjunction was when Germany had its election and voted in Hitler. He immediately sent German troops to occupy Rhineland. And then the second hit, later in July of 1936, the Spanish Civil War began. In November of 36, Roosevelt was reelected by a landslide. And as these conjunctions kept happening repeatedly over a number of years, all through World War II, something happened each time. In 1937, Wall Street declined. It signaled a real serious economic recession. On March 28th of 1938, uh, Hitler appointed himself war minister. Third conjunction, April 16th of 1940. Uh, it just kept continuing, right? Each time was another violent time. But do you, you know, each year, I thought of this on 9-11. I thought how we really make an effort to remember what happened. And we say we will always remember what happened on 9-11. And I am suggesting with this information that we remember what were to taught us. We must remember it's really important because we get to make a choice based on information, right? We can say, oh, you know, I don't like the sound of that, Carol. I'm deciding that I'm not going to put that kind of energy out there. I'm going to use Mars energy to be decisive, to take action. I'm going to use that Mars energy to lose weight, get into a regimen, get some exercise in. And I'm going to use that Uranus energy to treat other people fairly, to think of everyone as my brother or my sister. These are the best things that we can do with a Uranus-Mars conjunction. Now look. My intent is not to stir anybody. This is simply information to be used by white people. Right? I mean, this Mars Uranus conjunction, it's happening in the it's happening for everybody, but maybe someone doesn't have anything in their chart that's at six degrees of Taurus, okay? But in the United States chart, and this is the reason I'm really had that intake of breath, Sarah, was because it exactly squares the United States North and South nodes. Literally, it's life purpose, it's sole mission, why we became a democracy.
in the signs of Aquarius and Leo. What are we going to choose? Equality, freedom, the brotherhood of man, or Leo? Self-absorption, you know, autocrat. What are we going to choose? On Inauguration Day, and by the way, the United States chart that I use is called the Sibley chart. So it's got a birth time of 5, 10 p.m. in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There are other United States charts out there. So if there's any astrologers listening, you know, please do your own chart. In, the, in this uh, United States chart, the Uranus-Mars conjunction is happening in the fifth house. And the fifth house is a tragedy playing out. It's, it's people with wealth and influence and personal power. It also can be a macho display and a superiority complex. But guess what else it can be? What else is the other choice? Love, creativity. It's the highest form of the fifth house. Recreation, fun, pleasure, children. So what are we going to choose? I don't want to interrupt your flow here, but I was just wondering, when we talk about Inauguration Day and these aspects, how much of it has to do with... I'm assuming Biden will be inaugurated. I don't know that for sure, the way things are going. But how much depends on the administration that was just voted in being the people who are taking over on that day? A lot. Yeah, I mean, you're a very wise woman. You're very intuitive. Um, I do not believe that. There will be an easy transition of power. When I saw this, um, I'm actually clairvoyant. I'm not psychic, but I'm clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. So I see scenes. And that morning, that Friday morning, I saw scenes of tanks going down the main strip in Washington, D.C. on Inauguration Day. I want to be wrong. And guess what? I've been wrong plenty of times. <laughs> I have really been wrong, right? 33 years as a professional astrologer, I have been wrong. Let's see what 51% of Americans will choose, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't it like right around 51%? Mm -hmm. Yes. 47.5%, something like that. So we are conscious beings. We can change this. I don't like the possibility of these things, right? I'm hoping that, you know, the Christmas star brings hope and eventual rebirth. You know, I believe that that star is symbolizing the death of the old and the birth of the new. I think that the solstice is preceding an awakening of beings here on planet Earth. Doesn't that feel accurate? So that kind of puts a wedge and an opening 
when we compare it to Hitler coming into power, we're in a different place. We're, even though the, the aspects are similar, there's something different about now than yeah. then that opens up the possibility for consciousness to have a purposeful effect right now. Exactly. We are, you know, that was 84 years ago, right? We get these Uranus things every 84 years. We are not the same humans that we were back then. We have changed. You know, I, this is a podcast for everyone, right? There are people that absolutely love Trump and are terrified of Biden being in office. And then there's other people that absolutely love Biden and are scared to death of Trump continuing to be in office. Trump is not going to leave office. I'm letting you know right now that Trump is not going to leave office. He, even if he takes up to the last day on Inauguration Day, he will make a scene, right? It's that, like I said, you know, that in the fifth house, he needs the attention. He needs, he's the last word, you know, it's the macho man. So I don't, I think we're going to hear from him on Inauguration Day, Sarah. So in the last 84 years, we've had this revolution of consciousness that has shifted uh, the frequency of the planet. And I'm just curious if you see how that plays into all of this right now. Right. I, believe me, I've thought of that many times. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> how, how with the shift in consciousness... Could a human being like Donald Trump ever become the president of the United States? How can that be? And that's why in the beginning of this podcast, I really went into the history, right? That of, and, and the meaning of Saturn and the meaning of Jupiter, that they're clashing, right? It's the old and the new. Remember, I mean, it's uh, the old English. I kept hearing, the king is dead, long live the king, as I was preparing several weeks ago for the podcast. And I kept thinking, why am I hearing that? The king is dead, long live the king. I actually had to look it up on Google. <laughs> and yet said, yeah, it was an old English saying that um, when one king died, this is what they would say when they would see the person that was going to take over, you know, they would say the king is dead. And then they would bow to the new king, long live the king. And I feel like that's what's happening. Although I hope that it's symbolically, that it's not physical. (laughs) And I believe that it is symbolic. So is there something that indicates that we're moving in a higher consciousness direction through all of this turmoil. Yes, absolutely. I believe that is why we are having this happen. This solstice happen at zero, zero degrees of Aquarius. 
We are moving into that. We are moving into the age of Aquarius. But you have to understand that this is sending a wave of change that's signaling the end of an era, right? An era, I should say, in religion, culture, right? And, and these things don't happen without some struggle. So, you know, I do believe that there will be some despair and some difficulty, but I do believe that there will be total transforming rebirth. I really do. I do as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe that this is the miraculous promise. Ooh. I do. I believe that what's happening on the solstice is some sort of a miraculous promise to us of a higher consciousness that's taking over that is apparent in us, that is the 51%, not just of Americans, because this is all over the whole earth. Everybody's going to see this Christmas star, the Eastern star. So when you say Christmas star, Eastern star, that brings up um, images of Christ being born and the era that we moved into in Pisces right then? Is that is that what we were in? And well, then yeah, I couldn't understand that. But this understand that this conjunction, by the way, you know, it happens about every 20 years. So <laughs> we don't have something like that happen every 20 years. Uh, the reason that this one is so big is in the sign of Aquarius. I don't know what happened back then. Um, obviously, it was a big change, right? Mm -hmm. um, in Pisces. Um, but, you know, and my spiritual teacher that I've studied with for 26 years, a Cherokee teacher, he, um, he asked me the last time I saw him, when did the Christ consciousness come into earth? He said, was it when he was born or was it when he was conceived? And I said, it was when he was conceived. And he said, I want you to keep that in mind. He said, because this big, you know, zero, zero degrees of Aquarius, solstice conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, it could be that we're going to see something in about nine months, right? That this may be just the conception. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. So we're moving into Aquarius, which is completely different than moving into Pisces. And wow. so that makes a, a totally, gives us a new context for all of this and how we're thinking about it. It is about the old powers leaving, okay? It is. It is, you know, we can't talk about Aquarius without mentioning rebellion, right? It's part of... I don't care. Whenever you look it up, you're going to, you know, even Aquarians, they often read that they're rebellious. Okay. Ah, okay. Right? So rebellion is part of this. Do you think that, just here in the United States, but remember this is a worldwide event, do you think that the people would stand 
for Trump overthrowing the government with a coup, a military coup? I don't think so. Right? So even when we started the United States, okay, this the United States chart, that did not start with ease and joy and the brotherhood of man. It did not, right? We are coming into the United States Pluto return in February of 2022. In other words, we're returning to, Pluto is returning to the exact spot it was when the United States was born. And that's not going to come without some sort of a rebirth, a death and a rebirth. So at the end, as we come to the end of the old paradigm, and we're entering the new paradigm, I have two, two questions. One is, these are kind of 2,000-year segments, right? Is that, is that true? As we go through, um, like Aquarius and Pisces, they're about 2,000 years? Is that it's, it? Yeah, it's a little over that. Okay. And so how much of the, the birth and the transition into this new consciousness, how much of those 2,000 years do we spend being birthed and, and growing, you know, through the baby stages? It's a 200-year initiation. A 200-year initiation? Yes, according to my Hindu teacher, he said that each age goes through a 200-year initiation before it's actually birthed into the new age. That's really important information, I think. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's so not going to happen I'm, tomorrow. <laughs> right? So the point that I'm trying to make, though, Sarah, is that this Pluto return Guess how often it happens? Every 248 years. Uh. Okay. And so, you know, and by the way, uh, Pluto orbits are very elliptical. They're not round. So they're not always exactly 248. This one, I think, is 243. I'm not sure. But the point is, what happened? Think about what we birthed when we started the United States. Although it's, you know, the return's not going to be till early February, you know, February 2022. I mean, for heaven's sakes, you know, that's not very far away. He left England. We started a whole new society, right? I'm not talking about you know, 1623, when we had our first Thanksgiving and it struggled, you know, we weren't the United States at that time. We were still England's colonies, right? And then, boy, after, what, 150 years or so, whew, we had a big rebellion. And we said, no, this is the way we want to live. We want the equality of man, right? This is the Declaration of Independence. So does this mean this is a full, a planetary aspect for all countries on the planet, right? Uh, no. Our oh, Pluto, just, oh, just us. Right. Okay. Our Pluto return is just for the United States. 
Okay. And it, it, it's really hard to determine the birth date of obviously older countries, right? Mm -hmm. At least with the United States, we actually had a document that was signed at a certain time. And the forefathers were quite mystical. You know, they were, uh, a lot of them were Masons. So they knew the importance of astrology and numerology. So uh, then the second part of my question was, since we're coming to the end of an old paradigm, I'm going to bring up the idea of the conspiracy theories, the idea that we've been ruled by a, an elite Illuminati group. And is there anything about that that plays into anything that we're hearing right now? Oh, sure. I mean, it takes us right back to when we decided that we were going to leave England behind, right? It was that the elite abused their power and their money and right it tried to keep the, the common everyday people behind and the people rebelled and it's all purposeful and what i love is that the universe knows what it's doing mm. right sometimes there is you know a harsh law of balance and cosmic justice right um there can be this major grief <laughs> that follows, you know, this separation um, from the way that we used to do things. For some people, for other people like you and I, we'll jump freely into, you know, the Aquarian age and say, yes, you're here at last. You know, and the joy born from this new life and this new consciousness and the evolution of awareness, you know, it's just, oh my gosh, we're going to be inspired and we're going to find our true place in the universe. You know, the word sovereignty is being batted around a lot. You hear it a lot from people right now. And that seems to fall in line with what you're speaking about right now. Yes. Well, I've even heard that, you know, it's we're at such a point of civil war that, um, you know, different families are, you know, have unfriended family members because I know. My, it's so incredibly sad. And, and, you know, that happened before because of strong personal beliefs, right? And we've been going through this since 20, since 2000 when the Bush-Gore election happened. This is, we've already been going through this for quite a while. And we've just went through it since 2016 where there's, you know, people against people. Um, it's getting much worse. You know, I think that there's going to be disruption and, and collapse and destruction of our icons, you know, the, the power mongers and, and all of that, you know. I do think that, and every change that's happened on this earth in every country, in every city, is always, has always happened because of the rebellion of the common people. So do you think that Biden will survive the challenge on, on Inauguration Day? I think he's capable of it, yes. Biden is a wonderful leader. Ah, 
Okay, so we have the chance to become more united under his leadership, less polarized, maybe? I think it's going to be an uphill battle, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, remember that, you know, 47.5% of Americans voted against him. They are not going to believe in him. They don't want him to be president, and it is going to be an uphill fight. Do I think he's up for the challenge? Yes, I do. Oh, good. We just need someone who can move us forward. So as I'm listening to you speak, what I'm, I'm getting a thread of that this is, let's say, another cycle of growth for the United States to, be, to grow into what its promise is? Yes. Beautifully said. And that the ideals that we were founded on are still living and inspirational and able to make it into the next paradigm and evolution. Yes. Yeah. And let me just throw this out there. The direction that we're headed, because, you know, Saturn is going into Aquarius, and in a couple of years, Pluto is going to go into Aquarius too. And I believe we're actually going to be learning (laughs) from the citizens of other worlds. Ah. I think we're going to be learning from them about equality. Ah, from extra dimensionals. Exactly. And so the inspiration from other dimensions and beings who are and can be inspirational and teach us and guide us can be making their selves known more. Yes, I actually believe that at some point they are going to appear. Um, that, but our consciousness has to be ready. Mm-hmm. So yes, and then when they do appear, we are going to learn so much from them. And what about the indigenous populations that um, had that we've wiped out? Basically, um, do are we going to be open to learning from them as well? They are coming back. They are going to come back. Uh, they're going to come into their own. So um, it's going to be interesting because there's going to be a lot of space exploration. Um, we're going to need certain resources, minerals and, and ores and things like that, that will, it's so interesting the way the universe has it <laughs> planned, is that these resources will be on indigenous people's lands and they'll have to get them from the people, the Diné. And then they will come into a prosperity and a newness and a new cycle in their culture. And we won't just take it away from them like we've taken everything else away. No, that's that's part of the squaring in ages. That's going to change. Ah. And then you were going to say more about the extra dimensionals. I think I interrupted you. I believe that they will help us look at how radical 
our actions and our beliefs have been, okay? And they'll say, wow, you guys eat animals? <laughs> you know, uh, but of course, there's other uh, extraterrestrial beings. It depends on the planet that they're from, okay? Not that I'm a vegetarian, okay? I occasionally eat meat, mostly vegetarian, but... We have a lot to learn, and I'm not even so sure that some of those extra-dimensional beings out there are not future parts of ourselves. I align with that idea, too. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to meet our future self. You know, we're going to change. Our bodies are going to change. We are going to change with this new basic it's so radically different what, what, what we've nobody's alive that's ever been through this before no one was around when the piscean age came into being right right i mean each age brings something radically different these ages are usually around 2600 years i think something like that so maybe from uh, the people you speak to, your clients, and I know certainly from my clients, a lot of people have been seeing things in the dream time, like you've, you've seen a lot in the dream time. And you're a wonderful expert dream interpreter. And I'm wondering if you have something to say to people who might be having visions in their dreams or experiences and how they might... I don't know, put this in context or learn, understand what they're seeing. Well, thank you for bringing that up. I have noticed um, women and men in their 20s, particularly, have been reaching out to me with incredible dreams, very futuristic dreams, prophetic dreams. Uh, there's a big difference, you know, prophetic dreams. Uh, of all the dreams we have throughout our entire life, only 3% of them are what we call psychic or prophetic dreams, okay? But there's, it's a gift. There are, you know, the gatherers in the tribe, the hunters in the tribe, and there are the dreamers of the tribe, okay? So there are people that are going to be listening to this podcast that will suddenly wake up and say, whoa, she's talking to me. I am one of the dreamers. Pay attention to things that don't seem like they are ordinary. If you wake up and you feel compelled to tell someone about your dream, that's usually one indication of a psychic dream or a prophetic dream. If it has unusual emotional content, like extreme feelings, that's usually another indication. If it's something wildly outside of your normal dreaming, that's another indication. So prior to 9-11, I dreamed uh, two things happened. Number one, I am a dreamer. 
I have a real gift of dreaming and the universe knows if I'm going to get something that they need to give it to me through a dream because I'm going to remember it. I, two weeks before 9-11 started crying and I didn't know what was wrong with me because I wasn't unhappy. And I met with my Cherokee teacher. I said, what's going on? I'm, I'm crying all the time and I'm so sad. And it's not indicative of my life. I'm not unhappy. And he looked at me and said, did you ever think that you might be picking up on something that has happened yet? And sure enough, two weeks later, 9-11 happened. Also, I had a dream. And in the dream, I was in a down, I was viewing somewhere above I was looking at a city and people were running through the streets screaming and buildings were melting like melted metal. And I woke up very, very disturbed. I'm not telling you the whole dream, but that's a, a good portion of it. And that's the kind of dream that you know is not ordinary but I didn't know it was 9-11 until it happened. So to the dreamers out there, you are being spoken to, you are picking up on things intuitively, start writing those dreams down, um, ask yourself, you know, even in your everyday life, when you begin to experience things and you go, whoa, this feels like a dream. I've had people tell me that wow, girl, I had these unusual experiences in my waking life. And I say, if it were a dream, how would you interpret it? Okay, so do both. Look at your nighttime dreams and look at your waking life as a dream as well. Lots of information being given to several generations right now. Uh, that brings up the question, Carol, do you have any dream groups going on right now or something that people could sign up for just in case they need a little more help? Or... Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I love how you pick up on stuff because you did not know, you did not know this, but just of, I don't know, about six weeks ago, I um, put a, just a little leader out there on my landing page of my website that said, that I want to start a dream study group, okay? And that we would, uh, just for six weeks, right? If you'd like to be part of that dream study group, it'll be a, it'll be a Zoom group, okay? I'm only, I'm going to limit it to only six people, six or seven at the maximum. Oh. May end up having to have several groups, okay? But when I'm working on Zoom, it's... Um, I really can't handle like 20 people on the page. So, yes, you know, please do go to carolcummings.net and uh, on the contact page, contact me of your interest in the dream study, the six week dream study group. Oh, that'd be a wonderful service to offer right now, Carol. I'm <laughs> sure people are really having a lot of dreams that they don't understand right now. You are so, like the sixth person that's told me that, you know, uh, that people were having dreams. And 
I used to do dream circles um, where people would come to the house. We would hands, we'd run energy around the circle and we'd each do interpretations. So it's time to have rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. And you are a wonderful teacher and wise woman to, to, to be in the circle with. So as we come to kind of a close, I want to find out if we really are coming to a close because I want to know if you have anything else that wants to come through to share with the listeners now. You know, I haven't thought about this in years. In fact, I'll have to find the box that they're in. But years ago, I came out with a dream CD. It's a self-help subliminal CD that will help you with your dreams. It'll help you remember your dreams. Even for people that have problems going to sleep, it'll actually help you go to sleep and remember your dreams. Um, All of the messages are printed inside the CD cover so you know exactly what you're going to be hearing. It's all positive affirmations about learning from your dreams. Now, for anybody listening on this podcast, if you contact me, I will give you that CD for half price. What a wonderful gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is that something that downloads or you get the CD? No, I actually will mail you the CD. Okay. Okay. What a wonderful gift, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I want to make sure we've we've got all the good information we we can get from you, Carol. Well, last thing it is, if you were moved today, if you thought, you know, I really like the idea of astrology, and I'd like to learn more. I do take on a couple of apprentices a year, and teach you how to be a professional astrologer. So if that's something that you feel moved to do, again, go to my website, carolcummings.net, and contact me on the contact page. Wonderful. And I do want to say that it it would be wonderful for everyone listening here to have a chart done so that you can understand how everything that Carol's been talking about is going to play out in your specific chart and get some more information about the detail that will be happening for you over the next couple of years. Uh, oh, yeah. That great. is so important because, you know, when you look back at World War II, there were huge portions, practically the whole United States wasn't even affected, it, okay, that... Although, you know, millions of people were dying, we in the United States, you know, we had a great life. Uh, Women were on the, you know, in the factories and victory gardens and so on and so forth. So not everyone is affected by these influences. It does depend on where it hits your chart. So that's what's so fascinating. And again, uh, what's your website, Carol? It's carolcummings.net. Wonderful. 
Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll have you on again in another couple months, maybe around <laughs> Inauguration Day. We'll see oh, what's yeah. happening. <laughs> right. We may need to re- relook at things at that time with new eyes. That would be wonderful. So thank you. Thank you, Carol, for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Blessings all. Thanks for listening to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.